0: What up, ladies and gents? Not just any type of legal solutions, we got royal legal solutions coming into the show today. So here we go.
1: Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
0: Business Bros. Business Bros. <laughs> yeah!
1: It's yeah. about that
2: time. Now it is that some- time. Oh, yeah. But for all of those business pros, out there before we jump into the show just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're catching us on today give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe and drop a review and help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings we will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it and if you want to be a guest on the show we'd love to have you on and learn from you as well go to www.businessrose.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot don't forget to follow us on all of our social media at Business Bros Pod. Ladies and gents, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today has only one goal, to make sure that your assets are properly protected. He has been working with real estate investors at all levels to make sure they have the right entities in place to create the five pillars of asset protection, anonymity, liability, separation, isolation, and insurance. My favorite. Not only will your assets be protected, but you can potentially also save money on taxes and state fees. Many investors don't take this extra step, especially when they're purchasing property for the first time. Neglecting to protect yourself and your assets with solid legal counsel can have disastrous results. So, if you're a real estate investor or planning to be, you will not want to miss today's show. Joining us today out of Austin, Texas, the host of the Royal Touch Podcast and founder of Royal Legal Solutions, welcome to the show, attorney Scott Royal Smith.
3: Boom, Scott. That's how we roll, man. Welcome to the show, dude. Ah, oh, man. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> stoked to be here. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, dude. Yeah. First of all, Austin. Beautiful city. So I got a business partner that lives out there. Uh, before COVID, we would head out to Austin at least once a quarter. You guys got some of the most beautiful people, great personalities. Plus, like every bar you walk into has a live band, man. How do you like living in Austin?
3: Dude, Austin's probably one of the sickest places that I've ever lived. I mean, really, it's like... Uh, has such an amazing entrepreneurial scene. Uh, It's a lot of people that are in there about like, what's our quality of life going to be? I just really like forward thinking into, you know, what how do you actually live the best quality of life? And it it really kind of like is the best city for me in a lot of ways, because I've been thinking about that for the last 20 years. You know, since I was a kid, I was like, what is the best life that I could live? What does it actually mean? And how do I get there? And what I knew early on was like, hey, man, it's about creating time freedom and about creating money freedom. And if you can do those two things, you're on like, well on your way to being able to figure out like, what is, your best life going to look like?
0: Dude, I, that is a great description because one of the first questions I like to ask is how do you define success? And that's exactly it, right? We, we, the, w- the one asset that you that you can never get back, you can lose a fortune, you can make a fortune, but time is the one thing that you're never going to get back. Uh, when you're talking to your particular clients or when you're developing your own strategy, how much of that goes into trying to buy yourself time Uh, And then for fun, what do you do at that time?
3: Yeah, man. So I think that it really comes down into like what you're doing, like with your operations, right? So, I mean, what happens with a lot of real estate investors, right? And entrepreneurs is everybody takes like the guru course, right? And they either figure out how to like launch an Amazon company or fulfillment company or buy their first asset. And that's the really fun part of creating a business is like, hey, I can get the money coming in. But if you really want to be able to go after financial freedom and time freedom, it's what happens after that right? It's because it's you have to play defense. You have to play defense from your taxes, right? You have to play defense on uh, knowing like what professionals you need to partner with uh, that can help take over the super complicated parts of your life so that way you can focus more on how do you make more money, right? So the game is actually being able to know who is the right team. And if you can partner with the right team, then you can actually accelerate your path to wealth while having other people watch your back and take care of all the stuff uh, that you don't like to do or you don't want to do, right? Uh, now you can choose wrong with that team and that actually can cost you just as much as anything else so picking that team becomes super duper important what i do with my time and the the freedom that i've been able to create for myself is i actually started this company royal legal solutions uh with my free time because to me, this is the greatest gift that I can give other people is being able to create a company that can serve the average person, the person that has like the one to 10 single family homes, the solopreneurs that are out there um, that are probably struggling and confused about what are the things that I really need to be doing, what's appropriate for me to do now at this level of my journey, and to create a company that can service those people to say, hey, listen, there's a thousand puzzle pieces out there. Don't worry about it. Come in, talk with us, and then we can show you how that everything maps together. This is how you're going to get back to your time, freedom, how you're going to get your money, freedom, we're going to watch your back on the taxes. And when you have that, you can start to do the stuff that I do, which is, you know, I just last weekend was out in the Grand Canyon doing like an overnight trip and doing caneering and hiking, uh, going out and jumping out of airplanes and just really kind of doing Whatever comes to my mind of whatever I think is going to be fun because I work my ass off, right? And so it's just whatever is going to be the most fun thing I can go think up to go do becomes whatever I'm doing that day. And then work doesn't become really like work. It becomes, well, I really kind of want to work because I have so much energy because I'm so filled up from all of the fun that I just had. And now I want to go push all of that energy into whatever creative endeavor that I'm working on um, at the time. And uh, for me right now, that's really in Royal Legal Solutions, helping over 2000 clients and all 50 states. Uh, with every different type of real estate you can imagine. All right,
0: That's the freedom of the life right there, right? That's the party scene. You're you're talking about exiting the rat race. You're talking about being able to uh, sustain a lifestyle that you want because you're not clocking in and clocking out anymore. Now, entrepreneurs got into... This whole idea of business, this concept of business, because that's what they wanted. They wanted to make that money, buy that Lamborghini, buy that car, go on that vacation, right? Whatever it is they wanted. But they get trapped. They start realizing that, holy shit, this is actually a little bit harder than I thought it was gonna be. Oh no, it's actually really hard. And then they get stuck in the mundane day to day operations. Uh, when you talked about building a team and using, you know, y- having other people around you to help get you from point A to point B. What do you
3: mean by that? Can you kind of cover on that aspect of it? Yeah. So the, as you're an entrepreneur, right? Or If you're a real estate investor, you are the very best person in your world that knows how to go create money. Nobody else is going to go create money for you besides you. So you need to take all of the energy, all of the passion that you have and drive that into how you're going to go create another dollar from whatever that is. Everything else that you do that's not that is a waste of your time. Right? It's not the best use of your time. You need other people that are going to come in and do that for you. Now, you need to know enough about it to be dangerous to know who's going to be, who's going to suck and who's actually worthwhile inside of your world. But after you know that, somebody else should come in and do it. So I'm talking about things like how do you have entity structuring that's in place to make sure that you're not like some guys that I've known that have lost over $3 million from a single lawsuit because they thought they were really well insured, but they found out that, hey, my insurance company uh, is really great. And when there's low dollar claims, but when they're high dollar claims, Names, they immediately deny the coverage, and I need additional protection to do that. Um, they had, well, they want people to come in and say, like, who's actually watching over my taxes? Are they advising me on things about, like, how can I be using solo 401ks and self-directed IRAs for retirement accounts? How can I be using S corporations to save money on self-employment taxes? And then also, like, after I built this, if something happens to me, what happens to the money? Am, am I sure it's going to go to my family and the way that I want it to go to my family? Am I going to be like, be able to maintain my privacy without everything getting exposed inside the court systems if that happens. And so these become a lot of questions that are distracting people because they're very important questions. They're questions that you have to ask yourself uh, to be able to actually be the, the true levels of financially literate, to be in that class of people that are building real wealth because the people that are the millionaires, the 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 25 million net worth, these guys do it. They do it all, right? But they don't do it all themselves. What they do is they find the right people to be able to do all of the heavy lifting on that aspect for them so they can focus 100% of their time or 99% of their time rather on just the making money part of their life. And if you're there thinking like, well, I'm super focused on making money and I don't focus on the other stuff, all you're doing is like letting a bunch of time bombs sit around. And mm-hmm. one of those, one of these times a time bomb's going to blow up. And guess what? When that blows up, you're not focused on making money anymore. You get sued by a lawsuit and you have everything in your personal name. You're not focused on making money. You're focused on not, how do you not lose everything from this lawsuit? And so when you can put in the right structures in place, you can make sure that even when the worst case scenario happens to you in life, that things still continue up and to the right. And that's what we're looking for as entrepreneurs. We want to still stay steady up and to the right because that's how wealth is made. So let's uh, you you had a a
0: lot of information on that one. So I'm gonna start with the the entities uh, and the structures that you have. When you talked about getting sued, as you become more and more successful, and this is uh, me talking from personal experience here, the more success you have, I should say, the more perceived success you have. Because sometimes we're in a company where you know you're generating one, two, three, ten million dollars in top line revenue. Doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're netting on the bottom end, but you're perceived to be much more successful. All of a sudden you got a target on your back, right? All of a sudden you hit with these time bombs start blowing up because people can see the dollar signs coming from you, whether it's your insurance policy, whether what they think you have as far as income, things start to happen. The entities are there to are designed to protect you. but you said there are a lot of times where that protection doesn't quite go the way it's supposed to go, right? So can you help me out and explain to the audience why is it important to have not just the entity in place or not just to operate like an entity, but also to have some of these insurance coverages and have your ins- uh, agent actually look into the specific coverages and what you have to understand as far as coverages
3: are concerned? Yeah, absolutely so the, the first thing that we look at is saying like what's the what's the bond what's the worst possible scenario you could be in the worst possible scenario you could be in is if you own a business or real estate and you own it all in your personal name and you don't have insurance because that means that any lawsuit against you or anything that happens every your everything is gone all I want of course
0: it's so much worse
3: <laughs> right then the second thing that can happen to it is saying well well I want a little bit more protection than that it's like cool well then go get insurance because insurance is going to protect you from most of the things most of the time. That's what they're designed to do, right? But there's a lot of scenarios that people don't realize is like insurance is not like a panacea. It doesn't help you from everything, right? Insurance only protects you from negligence claims, right? The simple accidents that typically would happen on side of your property. So if you have any claim that's from like a breach of contract or you send an email to somebody and they said, hey, there's a misunderstanding from this email. I think you lied to me. Well, that's that's considered fraud, right? Mm -hmm. Even though you think you're honest inside the courtroom, no, Gives a care whether you're on it, whether you think you're honest or not, right? They're gonna say, Hey, you lied to me, you owe me money for it, right? Fraud insurance never covers that. So, what you have to do is you have to layer in LLC protection uh, on top of your insurance protection to make sure that even in the scenario that your insurance doesn't cover you, you can limit down your liability to just what's inside of that LLC. So for a business owner, you need an LLC to run all your active business, right? But all of your assets of your business should be held in a completely separate LLC called an asset holding company that should be an anonymous LLC, right? An LLC that's not attached to your name, that's hidden by uh, through an anonymous trust so people can't find out what LLCs that you own or where your assets are located. So like your website, your branding, um, all of like if you own vans and trucks, all of that should be inside your LLC. So way somebody can sue your business, And you don't care because all you do is shut down that LLC and start up a new one because that LLC doesn't have any assets. So boom, you're back in business. I almost had you. You don't even about lawsuits, right? That's it. And as a real estate investor, you need multiple LLCs. You should be thinking about one LLC per property or the use of a series LLC if you want to be a little bit more efficient and prepared to scale. So that way you can compartmentalize every single asset. And if there's ever a lawsuit against one asset, they can't go after you and they can't go after any of the other assets. Now, the great part about this, is that you don't have to do this all at once. No matter where you're at in your journey and your wealth building, there's an appropriate level of protection that you need. And for some people, that's just relying on insurance. But once you have any appreciable amount of success at all, you have to be starting to think about some of these LLC protections and you need to partner with somebody or a team that's experienced not just with one part of the puzzle. You need somebody that can actually chart out the growth path to see what pieces you need to put in place and at what time do you need to put them in place so that way you can build correctly from the ground up, not just for this year and next year, but the next five years or 10 years. Otherwise, what you're left with is having to build something, tear it all back down because you didn't build it right and rebuild it again, which is horribly expensive. So let's talk about that progression path
0: that you that you're talking about here, right? So, uh, you know, when 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 people come and they're they're telling me, you know, hey, I'm going to start this new business. The first thing I always have them do is I'm like, dude, just go start, go make some money, prove that you have a concept that can make money, and then we'll go to the next step. Uh, you're talking about some elaborate schemes uh, when it comes to setting up your entire portfolio. You're talking you're talking way down the line. How do I know where I'm at? And what part of that, uh, that I- entire strategy that I should be implementing right now?
3: Yeah. So this is a lot of the reasons of why we have like, there's a consultative approach, like through my company, Royal Legal Solutions, right? Because for each person, it depends upon like where you're at right now, but also like where are you projected and going, right? And the next, you know like three to five years is where we try to think of it, right? Because within that three to five year timeframe, we can say, okay, this is actually what we need to put in place. But I'll just give you a couple of hot tips, right? About like that. I think are generally applicable to everybody. My personal feeling on it is that anytime you're, is, is you should just go open an LLC. Like, You know, if you want to do it like through us, awesome. Otherwise, go open an LLC that you think is like your best shot at being able to do something cheap and easy on your own. But you should almost never be doing business in your own name. And the reason why is because I I totally agree with you, man, that like as an entrepreneur, you got to get velocity to a dollar. You have to validate the idea and have product market fit because until you have that, you don't got nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. But the other part of it, too, is. What, what happens is a lot of people will get that velocity to a dollar and then they'll continue on that path and then a lawsuit or a complaint or something that happens. And then what happens is because they didn't have any protection in place that that lawsuit or claim ends up impacting their credit score. And now they've lost their access to capital for credit. So I actually think credit scores are actually an asset right? And if you have a simple LLC in place, you can use that LLC for the rest of your life. You can set them up extremely cheaply in, in some circumstances. And then that way you can make sure that at least your credit score is protected. So let's say that like you set up your LLC, right? And you said, great, Scott, I'm protected, my credit score is protected, and I'm making some money now, but I don't have a ton of assets. Let's say, great. Well, you, then you don't need a second LLC, right? You only need a second LLC once you start having assets. If you're just bringing in money and just running your business, cool, just keep that one LLC there and just run it like that, right?" But once you start making over $50,000 a year, now you need to start thinking about, cool, well, I'm making money. Now I got to self-protecting myself from the taxes because the government's going to come and try to steal that money from me unless I go ahead and play the game that the government set out for me to play, which is how do you avoid taxes? And the best thing you can do with that when you're a beginning entrepreneur is take that LLC and file an S-corporation tax selection at the end of your tax year. And what that allows you to do is split your income between like wages and split between dividend income uh, and you're able to avoid self-employment tax. So you're able to save about 8% off your total taxable rate uh, just be able to do that. So, like, that's what I'm saying is like a lot of these things start to stack together. We can say, well, I'm just going to do an LLC first. Now I'm making some money. Okay, let's do this next strategy of bringing an S corporation. Now I'm making enough money. I'm like, well, now I need to start like investing in assets or stocks and I have cash. Maybe I got real estate. Cool. Now I need an asset holding company um, to come with this. And this is why I think that everybody needs a team. And that's why I created Royal Legal Solutions is to be that team to say, great come and be with us. I'm going to show you and teach you every single week about what things you need to be looking at and where you where's going to be appropriate um, for you to be like taking action on it right now and knowing where you're going to be growing to what you got to do in those next steps. Uh, Cause honestly, nobody wants to look at this stuff, right? It's not the most exciting stuff to look at. So all you really have to do is give a little bit of time each month or a little bit of time each quarter. And if you have the right team, you're talking about less than an hour to two hours per every three months, to be able to make sure all of these areas of your life are taken care of. And that way you never have to worry about like, hey, am I doing the right thing there? Or do I have the best information about what I need to be doing with my taxes? No, no, no. You got somebody else that's telling you like, okay, this is, this is where it's appropriate. This is why it's appropriate. And this is what you should see coming up next. And this is when you're going to know you're going to be ready for the next thing.
0: All right. You got me sold. If I'm going to get started, I'm going to start my LLC. I want to make sure I protect my credit. I want to make sure that I put stuff working in my in my entity versus my own personal. Uh, and that is the exact advice I got early on in the very first company that I ever started. Right. So we incorporated. It was a C Corp. It was diff- a little bit different advice. We incorporated. Uh, we got going. Uh, and, you know, I was young, we made a lot of money really fast, and then we plateau- We we hit bottom really, really fast, right? When I go to shut it down, I realized that I was not actually operating like a corporation. I had done a few things here and there, like personally signed for debt uh, that had affected me personally, even though I had a corporation. So can you help uh, explain when you do have an entity in place? How do I need to operate in order to make sure that those securities, those assets are actually protected, that my credit's actually protected, that if something goes wrong in that entity, I can bankrupt it or close it or whatever I need to do, and it's not affecting me
3: personally. Yeah, what you got to make sure, first and foremost, is that like, the, it's the way you sign for things, right, is really the most important piece, right? So the way that like, a lot of people are like, well, how do I act like through an LLC? Like, what does that actually mean, right? And really what it is, is when I sign as like Scott Royal Smith on a contract or a document, that's me personally entering into that agreement. I'm personally liable for it. And if I enter into something that I'm personally liable for, but it's really for like the benefit of the corporation right? I could potentially have pierced the corporate veil at that point and actually destroyed my corporate protections at that point, right? Where you actually see this most common is the way that people do their accounting and their banking. They start like not keeping accounting records, right? And they start treating their company... Bank account as their personal bank account, and they don't have any accounting records for it. And if you ever do that um, to any appreciable degree, you're going to lose all of your corporate protections there, right? Um, but if you want to enter into contracts on 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 the behalf of your corporation, when you're signing for that, it's not Scott Royal Smith. It's Scott Royal Smith president of Royal Legal Solutions, LLC, right? And that way it's saying, okay, this is not Scott actually signing for something. This is the president of Royal Legal Solutions, which is Scott Smith signing it. He's acting on behalf of it. And it happens everything inside of that signature block uh, goes into that. Right, so you have to be really careful about the types of protections. You also have to make sure that you're keeping track of any updates um, inside of the state laws. That your operating agreements, like, are in place. That they're signed by everybody. Um, that they're updated regularly. Uh, so there's a lot of like little details that you can mess up if you um, if you're not really experienced in this area, and especially if you're moving fast as an entrepreneur. Uh, if you don't have somebody or if you don't have a process about how you're reviewing to make sure that all the dies are out or T's are crossed, I can guarantee uh, that you're making mistakes along the way. And the reason I can guarantee it is because a hundred percent of the people that come in the door have problems that if attacked um, would very likely make their corporations fail. Right. And I think this is like the number one thing would be like, well, LLCs don't really protect you. Any decent attorney uh, could pierce a corporation. So why would you ever like incorporate? Well, the reality is, is that That assumption is all based upon the fact that you didn't do the things right, right? And that's what I'm like, okay, you actually need to be able to have somebody who's an expert to look over your shoulder to be able to make sure you're doing it right but if you do the things right the protections are incredible i mean you can run up massive debt inside of your llc and bankrupt it and none of it affects you personally you can have lawsuits that are inside of your llcs and none of it affects you personally now if you got into a really bad car accident that exceeded the limits of liability your car insurance policy you're like oh my god i'm gonna get sued out the wazoo for uh uh, for this car wreck that I got into you cannot care because all of your assets are held inside of an LLC so they could sue you all day long and they can't get to any of your money the, impression, the protections that you get uh, are really really incredible that's
0: super powerful, right? Acting like an LLC, acting like an entity, and you kind of talked a little bit about uh, getting uh, getting taxed as a an S corp versus an LLC. So I want to kind of hover on that as well because you know once you start getting into the whole entity space, now you can get super confused really quick. You're like, well, are you a sole prop? Are you an LLC? Or are- Partnership, limited partnership, S Corp, C Corp. What the hell is the difference? Oh, I'm an LLC, but I get taxes in S Corp. Like, what? Like, it, get, it can get super nutty. Um, why an LLC and why the election to be taxes in S Corp?
3: Uh, really, because LLCs are the simplest type of entity structures to, to create and maintain. And they give you uh, the same types of protections as any other type of entity, right? So, all the entities give you the exact same protections. The only difference is what's your cost to maintain it? how complicated it is to maintain it, and then what happens with your taxes. So the cost and the ease to maintain is easiest to do the LLC. And with the LLC, you can actually elect the way that you want to get taxed, right? So... The why I like it for just about everybody um, except in very specific scenarios that you want to use C-corporations because you're doing particular types of fundraising with startups, right? Otherwise, if you're not doing that and you're not going out and getting venture capital, just do the LLC. And if it turns out that you want to go get venture capital or you want to get some other funding and you want to do different uh, like series A, series B, series C funding rounds, this switch to the C-corp then. But don't let the complications of corporate structure keep you from at least Uh, getting the habits down of how do you actually act like a corporation? How do you run a business correctly? The habits of how do you do business correctly, the habits of how do you think through tax strategies are just as important as the strategy itself, because no strategy is good enough for the person that doesn't upkeep it and run it correctly, right? So it's really important that we just do the things that are the 95% solution to start with. And then we can tack and move as we need to and juke and jive as we have to, to be able to Uh, react to whatever is going to be the opportunity or the business move that we have to make at that point. But the simplest, easiest, best thing to do to start off with is just going to be the LLCs. And then you can take a deeper dive into great. Well, how do I want to elect this thing to be taxed? Because that's going to give you all the tax advantages. Scott, you are
0: a wealth of information. I mean, it's been like 24 minutes and we've pumped out so many great gems so far. Uh, I want to know, uh, who do you look up to as far as uh, podcasts, mentors, books, authors, those types of things? Who do you look up to to get more information on uh, that kind of inspired you and taught you?
3: Yeah, really like the, the number one guy that actually launched me in my entrepreneurial like spirit and a lot of things was actually Tim Ferriss. I remember like getting that four-hour workweek book and being in my studio apartment, and I must have read that book at least 15 times, right? And just trying to devour uh, everything that I could um, that he could come across. Um, I don't really have uh, too many people that I say, "Hey, I look to this person as like the guy," you know, into it. Uh, I actually only really trust myself, right? But what I do is I look towards what is as uh, for inspiration of thinking from everybody else to say, "I wonder what other people are thinking about that," but ultimately. I only rely on my own judgment. But I think it's perfectly fine to be inspired by other people. Uh, I think it's really dangerous to just trust them blindly with any one person uh, to be able to tell me exactly what I should be doing. I like
0: that. All right. Uh, what about getting in contact with you or getting to hear your podcast? Can you tell people what your podcast is about? Uh, how can they How can they find it?
3: Yeah. So uh, you can find our podcast um, on any uh, major Uh, any major network like with uh, iTunes, Stitcher, etc. We have the Real Estate Nerds. We also have the Royal Touch podcast. Uh, These podcasts, um, both of them are based for real estate investors. Uh, They're based upon uh, being able to pull together who are the best minds inside of leadership inside of real estate, right? So we're connecting with all the best uh, podcasters, all the best forward thinking individuals that already have groups. uh, And we're interviewing them to be able to see like, what is the special gems that you can bring out of their group? So it's like a really great way of being able to say like, hey, what are they subject matter experts? it's in, what is the kind of group they're in, and be able to really expand your network uh, dynamically uh, by listening uh, to our podcast. If you want to get involved with uh, Royal Legal Solutions, um, all you really have to know is is that that you're interested in having a conversation and interested in getting a bunch of free material, right? So the way we work at Royal Legal Solutions is you go to the website, royallegalsolutions.com, you take a quiz at the top of the page. uh, It's uh, it's just a it has a tab of there that says quiz or get a price. And then you fill out that brief quiz. Uh, and what that does is that gives us enough information to be able to provide you with specific content of the very best practices we've seen with people that are making similar amounts of money to you, paying similar amounts of taxes, similar amounts of assets, et cetera. So we can say, hey, We've already have a database of 2,000 entrepreneurs and real estate investors. We've seen all the best practices. We've charted out all of the key KPIs that these guys are hitting that tell us what strategies they need. When you give us that information, we're going to be able to tell you that same information. Like, hey, this is the things that you should be looking at. And that's whether you decide to do business with or not. That's free. You just get that from going to royallegalsystems.com and taking the quiz. You already get the prescription. Now, if you want to sit down and have a deeper conversation with us about hey, how can you guys actually build this stuff for me? Because I only believe in done for you solutions. I'm looking for people to offload all of the problems onto me and my company and say, great. Well, then let's go ahead and have that conversation of what that can look like. But I'm going to give you all the information for free, whether you decide to uh, to work with me and my company or not.
0: How has uh, the podcast or using podcasting helped
3: or shaped your life or your business? Yeah, podcasting is probably one of the best things that you uh, could and should be doing. You know, I think for your for your business um, and your life, because it's the opportunity to be able to share your story and be able to share information um, that's so much more powerful and deeper uh, than what you can get from like an Instagram post or just whatever article you're reading on Facebook. Right, the opportunity to be able to like really vet somebody of like, man, do they really know their stuff? Can they really talk it in and out? Can they respond well to like when they're challenged by it? What what do they come back with that, it gives you a much better touch and feel for who that person is. And for me, it's it's all about feel, right? When I'm looking to do business with somebody, I'm looking like, hey, have they made money the same way I've made money? Um, and do they sound like they really like have a deep, deep knowledge of not just the theoretical pieces of it, but like what happens when the rubber hits the road? And that's why I specialized with entrepreneurship and real estate investors, because that's the field that I made all of my money in. And so when I did that before I started the law firm, Right, The law firm was an afterthought. It was me actually going uh, uh, out there in the world after I had made my money. And people said, well, how did you do this? I was like, well, this is how I did it. And this is how I structured everything. So, well, can you create that for me too? And I said, well, sure, I can do that. And so I did that for some people. And then all of a sudden I accidentally started a law firm to be able to help people do that all over the country, right? And and for me, that's like the natural progression of business is I had to solve really hard problems for myself and then I just help other people say like, this is what I learned along the way and this is what I see as the best practices and I can do that for you too. And and now I get the pleasure of being able to help a few thousand people all over the country, uh, be able to have the same types of success um, with uh, with just a fraction of the effort.
0: You've been on uh, a lot of different podcasts. You have a podcast yourself, uh, and I always uh, look for constructive criticism or feedback from our show. Uh, what do you think about the whole process of being on the podcast, from booking the event to uh, being on the show, and then, of course, we're going to give you some more stuff uh, going here afterwards. What do you think of the of the process?
3: Yeah, man, I think you guys have a great a great flow, a great map to it. You know, uh, I love the energy that you bring to the show. Uh, it really brings like a really, uh, a great feel for it. So I think you guys are doing a really great job. Thank you,
0: man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. Uh, ladies and gents. Well, actually, you know what, before I go, Scott, let, uh, can you tell our listening audience one more time, how they can get a hold of you, uh, if they want to get, uh, if they want to work
3: with you. Yeah. Just go to royallegalsolutions.com and then take the quiz that's at the top of the page and that's going to get you connected directly with our staff. So it's just royallegalsolutions.com and, and click the link at the top of the page. that says, take a quiz. I told you ladies and gents. The royal
0: touch. I almost went with the Midas touch because everything he's touched turns to gold. Scott, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I mean, the, the amount of information that we just covered in the last 30 minutes was amazing. So, you know, if, if you're listening right now, you're going to have to start over and listen again because there's so many different pieces of information. So everything from how to structure things, to why you want to pick your particular LLC to make sure you operate like a true business. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself in trouble. So Scott, thank you again for taking the time to come on the show. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys again. Manana, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's all we got for you
1: guys today. Peace and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?